you've heard episode 20 of Soccer Cards United and you, you <laughs> let me start again you <laughs> no I'm doing it this week fuck you you want to do it yeah I'm doing it you've heard episode 20 of Soccer Cards United but you had questions we have answers is that it did you say something before that well no, it's that's okay we have answers that's okay Look, we neither have of us answers. got it just perfect but we're excited we had a big pre-production meeting about things that had nothing to do with podcasting all to do with the hobby and i don't yes. i think we're a bit eager and we need to pull triggers on things but we will get to all of that in the future jason certainly this is postcards united uh the q a companion show to soccer cards united which is of course the number one soccer card podcast uh on the planet according to our close friends and family um we had the football stop uh, aka steve from the football stop on the show last week and a good response to that so thanks to steve for coming on and so we have some questions from some listeners um do you want to talk about anything before we get to those questions or we just go straight in um, we we never really talked on the mukoku print run but i feel like everyone else has spoke about it like i don't think people are eager for our thoughts really i think everyone's kind of saying the same thing i will say it was a hugely positive thing for the hobby like in terms of showing not if you bought it and you were hoping to sell it for millions but in terms we, of we had this conversation we, we we mentioned it very briefly at the very end oh okay but i just want to say in terms it just of, seemed like a long conversation <laughs> to me in terms of we've seen it somewhere on twitter and everywhere but just yeah hobby growth great to see is the big takeaway from mukoku and um, the print run apart from that no jason yes. how are you doing doing fine that's nice doing no, no real there. Uh, you know, I got all my Christmas presents done. Wow. Um, yeah. I think I'm just gonna give away all of my uh cards that I don't want as presents. I'd be like, Happy birthday happy birthday. Happy birthday, <laughs> Jesus. I'd be like, No, happy Christmas, Dad. Here's a Harry Maguire Tops Premier goal. Oh yeah, <laughs> why do you have that? Oh my god, you're an idiot. Okay, listen. I thought he was gonna go to jail in a Greek prison and it would be a collector's <laughs> <laughs> And then you found out it wasn't even the rookie. Anyway, it wasn't even the rookie. Um, God, Jason. A lot of people, you know, a lot of the questions, funnily enough, were like, hey, how do I get a box of Topps Chrome without being robbed? Um, so I'm going to, like, yeah, no, a few of them have a little, people, someone has said, okay, so I'm going to start with this, Jason. Oh, someone said, by the way, I love your podcast. Listen to it yesterday. The Soccer Card Social. Follow him on Twitter, on, on Instagram. The Soccer Card Social. Again, a shout out. He said he loves the podcast. It's always go follow the soccer card social it's always good when they listen a lot of people will ask you questions be like yeah i'll get to you not a question sorry i just want to find this one to get the exact question okay should i just should i stall while you're no 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 no. sorry i have it have. one more question is it too late to purchase tops chrome champions league copy box that just came out i seen it on the website already sold out unfortunately and i said the website crashed and sold out in 10 seconds this is from kevin by the way but yeah a lot of people were okay. like hi kevin but they, like a lot of people that were new to the hobby as well were kind of like how do i get a box and it's like well good luck yeah and um, but he said crazy he said anyways when will reina's first usa card like rookie card come out any projections any dates so we haven't seen him in a u.s kit so far i believe okay uh probably um for the oh i don't know when uh, panini i think are gonna when? be the ones i think they have Panini it. gonna do it um i would say select is he going to the olympics with the u.s team i mean i don't know because isn't the US, isn't the Olympics like an under 23s competition? It's like you have to bring mostly under 23s or something. But I mean, there could be politics as to whether he gets to go or not from his club, from Dortmund and stuff. Um, I'd imagine he'd be allowed to go. Um, I think select, I'm just thinking. When is the, when is the Olympics? I don't know, Jason. When, 
Okay, sorry, you want to talk? I don't... Yeah, no, select I, something. Select, yeah, no. Panini have the license, so it'll be one of their drops, I believe. Um, I'm just thinking back to the um, the Christian Pulisic. It's a select, so I'm assuming Panini select. Obviously, they just dropped Panini select for the Euros. So yeah. I don't really know what that one that Pulisic came out with. Select 16, 17, so it was just a normal kind of thing that kind of had everything in it, I guess. So Panini select. Yeah, no, I don't know. I, I, within the next 12 months, as you can imagine, but... Yeah, I think uh, someone recommended to Dan on on Twitter, Dan Lydon, e-commerce manager of Tops, and um, someone mentioned him on Twitter to get a to get a Tops card of Christian Pulisic in a Dortmund kit and then Reina in a Dortmund kit, saying like then and now, kind of like past and present. And uh, yeah. Dan responded to it. He was very. He was like, "Whoa, I forgot we had the licenses for all this. That's an <laughs> that's a that's an incredible idea." So expect yeah. a Gio Reina slash Pulisic curated set on the way, you guys. I'm looking up when the Olympics is. Oh my god! Do you like the Olympics? Do you always watch it, or I don't like the football in it. I like everything else, which is funnily enough. No, yeah, I don't have a lot of memories of of Olympic soccer. No, um, Argentina. Well, it wasn't. No, that might have been the under nineteen, under seventeen. Oh, it's World next Cup. summer. But, oh, clashing with the Euros. I think it's at, just after the Euros. Okay, you, uh, you. I'm gonna keep looking up yeah, the Olympics. DC seven six one six, Jason. Asked us like how how I guess how how do you maneuver the market in terms of counterfeits and do counterfeits ever slip through even the grading companies? So from the rip, the only major counterfeits I'm seeing at the minute are the Lionel Messi rookie, the the Mega Crack seven seventy one mm-hmm. bis. I'm seeing there's a lot of um a lot of counterfeits of them. Oftentimes, uh, if they're in different languages, like Facile, there's a few things that basically mean reprint, but it's in a different language. So they, they'll tell you in the in the title, but like if you don't translate it, you won't understand. Um, and in terms of getting past the grading companies, I've only seen a counterfeit get through to a grading company once. And right. that, that is with an Ansu Fahi. So there is a thing on Panini. So on the Panini website, there's a thing called My Panini, where basically yeah. you can take a photo of My your... My Panini. Will you go, okay, Jason? Where you can take a photo, basically, of, like, your kid and turn him into, like, a panini sticker, basically. Right, so you could... Could you do it with, like, your friend? Yeah, you could do it. Jason, I could make one of you. I, I think I did. I, I, I there was a, there's, a, there's, a, there's a photo of us out there that exists of me and you as panini Italia World Cup 90... Italia 90 World Cup stickers. That exists, Jason. Um, oh. We were going to use it, and then we didn't. So I just have them in my phone like a creep. Um... But yeah, Ansu Fahi. So someone basically went onto my panini but uploaded a photo of Ansu Fahi and put in the information Ansu Fahi da da da. And even though at the back right. it says my panini, he he listed it as a Liga Este sticker, sent it to BGS. BGS were like, seems legit, <laughs> seems yeah. fine. And they graded it and they gave it a nine point five. And the person who owns it is like a very respectable eBay account. And he he got very angry when he was called out. He's like, this is real. And it's like, it's not my friend. It says my panini at the back. Sir, you are ah. wrong. So, it's, so, yeah. so, okay. so you do have to be careful. It's not a case of if you just buy graded cards, you're safe and you're sorted. What you'd want to do... And again, count, that that's to call that a counterfeit is kind of left and right because it's not necessarily like... Counterfeit is kind of like a replica of a card. So like the messy rookie is the one that I'm seeing a lot of. I haven't really seen a lot of um, counterfeits, but where there's money, there is people ready to profit in bad ways. So there isn't... I mean, there's always tells... I think there was a few like counterfeit BGS slabs going around as well. There was like a way to tell based on like the the let the plastic lettering on on the bottom of the yeah. case. So there is a lot going on. Just keep your ear to Twitter, keep your ear to the scandals, and be very careful. Again, if something seems too good to be true, it might be. 
It usually um, is. So yeah, but apart from that, like there isn't really many counterfeits that I think would look ten out of ten exactly the same, perfect. But even like something like the messy the messy rookie, you can see on eBay there's a lot more than there used to be. And they're all in yeah. like perfect condition, so that should really trigger you. Um Talk FCB, which is a big Barcelona podcast, hit us up in the DMs and he wanted to know where he could get boxes in the UK. So again, this is I'm just I threw it in because it is just we hear it all the time. And it is frustrating. Yeah. So if you're taking Jason, if you're taking someone, they're brand new to the hobby. They just experienced the Tops Chrome drop, right? Bad vibes, mm-hmm. didn't get one. And they're kind of, you know, they don't want to buy match attacks in the shop. They don't want to buy Adrenaline XL in the shop, but they really want to get that kind of feeling. They want to be in the hobby. They want to buy a box. They want to rip it. What would you, like, what would you say? Like, what, where is there value out there, Jason? That's how I'm twisting this, this question. Even though the question was just, is there boxes in the UK? But I think there's not, technically there's not, but here's what you think they should do if they really just want to get something, open it and just experience the hobby. Yeah, I would say uh, start with uh, stickers. Um, that's going to be kind of your first rung on the ladder if you want to get some sealed wax. Um, and there's a lot of value out there. I mean, look, you're not going to start off... I mean, somebody showed us... Um, uh, first of all, start start on eBay. But somebody showed us the other day, I don't know who it was, um, somebody showed us that they had a box of Tmall uh, Chronicles. Yeah. Um, and in their first pack, they pulled a Mason Greenwood uh, rookie ticket. Um, so that's that's obviously the dream is to pull a valuable card um, but if you're buying stuff um, and it's not like a hobby box where you have one guaranteed auto or one guaranteed memorabilia card or whatever it is you're probably going to pull a lot of duds um, but you have to start somewhere so like for instance there's loads of cheap um, boxes of the 2006 2010 2014 uh, Panini World Cup stickers there's loads of cheap boxes of those you can get those and and pull them and and even just to get the experience of doing it and storing the stickers and and uh, maybe selling a couple of singles on eBay like and don't like you know if you get like say you got a messy messy sticker like don't like put it up for like five hundred quid like oh yeah I'm gonna make my you know <laughs> gonna ten x my money on this like just put it up for a reasonable amount that it's that's comparable to what uh, they're selling for and. Um, then use that money that you've just raised to buy buy something else, maybe buy a box of Tmall where you're not going to have any numbered cards, but you're going to have um, some kind of Chronicle stuff. You know, go and buy, like, um, stuff like Panini Black Gold is, is generally cheap. Like, weird little limited yeah. releases. There is um, something there. So the, the Panini Chronicles was a really interesting box. That basically you buy a hobby box and there'd be three individual boxes in it that would give you 15 Premier League cards, 15 Serie A cards, and 15 La Liga cards. Right. So, um sometimes when you're online they'll sell the individual boxes because it was like a box that came with three boxes some people would sell the individual boxes so you can get them cheaper so if you just care about Ansu Fahi you can just buy La Liga boxes if you just care about Mason Greenwood you can buy them but um, just the important thing the Tmall version of them were like an Asian release so they're the red boxes so the normal ones are kind of like green and white boxes kind of the red boxes are cheaper than the green and white ones but they do not have numbered cards or autographs in them that's just an okay. important thing to know because it would be hard to know but they're a really fun rip to still get but i think yeah also if you if you're like okay i don't care for stickers because i want to chase that you know potential one of one you know a parallel i would say keep an eye on boxes from tops on demand so tops every now and then they'll release a set similar to tops now so tops now it's like as you buy that becomes the there's like a window like two week window or one week window as you buy that becomes the print run whoever every purchase becomes print run whereas tops on demand they might be like a two week window but it could be sold out 
after one day after two days maybe straight away and in that case there's a finite number of boxes you buy them and then they could go up so for example i bought the giovanni reina set classic someone can drink take a drink to that the drinking game people are making yeah. uh, the giovanni reina set i bought that for 46 and it's now selling for about a thousand because it was wow. an incredible set you bought the bundesliga stars of the season which didn't look so lucrative when you bought it but then in the end there was only 539 made which then subsequently made it worthwhile we've yeah. bought just this is the last one i want to say because this is kind of my point we bought a lot of the sum, tops on demand summer signings and that is a set mm-hmm. that will give you a guaranteed parallel card so a guaranteed number card uh, one of which could be jude bellingham which is you know one you want to get and then also a 50 percent chance of an autograph card i think the best auto in it is serginio des there's gareth bales etc so like, that could be a really fun set under 100 euro to pick up yeah and i think like i started off like when i bought that uh, on demand set um, if it came up now, I probably wouldn't buy it. Uh, but I bought it, and uh, I bought it because I was just in the hobby. I just bought some stickers. I wanted to like get get some actual cards. Now it ended up taking months and months to get to me, so I forgot that I even had ordered yeah. it. But um, still, like you know, Tops on Demand's a great show, um, and like you're gonna have to like. I think there's a temptation when you come into this like to, and I know this because I'm still like actually working my way up to it there's a kind of tenacious you come in and you see people and they're like um selling you know psa 9s or selling psa 10s they're they're buying boxes of of chrome they seem to have like you know you're seeing pictures of people just stacked up with stuff and you're like how do i get that how do i be like how do i want that you know um but like that takes time and it takes money and it mainly just takes time actually i think because you can it's like um after all you are on ebay like which is the whole like you know i don't know if it's an urban myth or something where a guy sold a pen and fifty thousand uh, trades later had sold had bought a house you know like so um there is that kind of thing where you can trade up and trade up and trade up um but you have to kind of i'll, I'll say this start by buying stuff that you think is cool that's in your price range go from there yeah if you're uh if you're uh you know let's say you're a, a chelsea fan um buy a mason mount card you know buy a mason mount sticker if you're a football fan buy a mason mount card yeah if you have any appreciation for the art of football you know buy a mason mount bedspread but <laughs> uh <laughs> but yeah like you know like start off kind of doing stuff for your pc and then maybe think about here and there and if you see a good deal while you're doing that um, you don't want to get stuck with any cards that you're angry at that's one of the things we always say as well you don't want to be sitting there with a card going oh my god I hate this card I thought I was going to sell it for X amount and I can't shift it And um, so yeah start off collecting with stuff that you appreciate because um, if you're a football fan chances are your experience of football is reasonably unique um, so there are going to be a couple of players that you've always liked or a couple of players maybe you went to a match when you were young or something and there's this one player who you thought was great and because you'd seen him in person when you were seven you thought he was brilliant you know you didn't know he was just only all right like um god i, I had a question saying how can you get panine this is from m underscore uh why do i write them down so bad Tahande, i believe or Dahande, i don't know i wrote it down wrong but can you get panini america boxes without getting scalped and to so we, tie, tie into yeah. that, I know we just we just spoke about that, but I, just, I think I literally filtered out like ten questions that were the same kind of thing. Yeah. Okay. Okay. How can we? So just kind of like stressing stressing people out, um, and this is where the next question comes in, which I think we should talk about. 
Burnsy hit us up on Twitter and said, honest opinion. Again, this is all around. I think the top scorn was really triggered people, which in fair, <laughs> fairness. Uh, Burnsy said, what is your honest opinion on breakers? I'm seeing people with 50 boxes of Topps Chrome selling them, breaking them at 650 a box each. What's your honest yeah, opinion uh, uh, on breakers? I'll start. I don't like it and I've never liked it. And uh, the moment I came into the hobby, I didn't like it. Um, I don't see... It just seems like so transparently... Um, uh, what would you say? So transparently, not greedy, but like... It's literally like it's just, I don't know. I, I I just I don't I don't think that breaking is anything more than gambling. You know. Yeah. It's not it's not collecting. I don't think. I don't consider it. You know. I don't think. And I don't think any. I don't think many serious serious breakers or serious serious collectors uh, use breaking as a breaks as a way to get what they want. Um. I think you can always if you have patience. You can always wait until the singles pop up. Now, maybe you'll hit a one of one, but you, you have to view breaking as a gamble, as an entertainment. I think I've said before, as an entertainment product. Mm-hmm. You are paying a premium because it's thrilling. You know, yeah. you're essentially buying a ticket for a roller coaster. Um, and if you're trying to get involved in cards to make money, or you're trying to collect what you want, then breaks aren't the way. And I think that's like so. Some people are buying to sell. Some people are buying to collect. And then some people are buying for entertainment. And breaking is strongly in the entertainment. Fact. And don't people should not try and sell it as anything else. It's not like, oh, you're going to get this stuff. Oh, you're going to get that stuff. It's, hey, you want to be involved in this? It's cool. There's a live stream. Someone's going to say your name on, on, on you know, internet television. Um, <laughs> so it's fun. But it's, it's, it's an entertainment product. It's a gambling product. And, uh, yeah, I, I don't think it's, I don't think, I don't like to see somebody buying up loads of product and then breaking it. Um, yeah. You know, I think it's a it's a big part of the hobby. I think people look at it as I cannot get a Topps Chrome box for six hundred and fifty, but I can drop fifty quid to get a slot in a break, and I could be lucky. But that's what it is. Like in in people really enjoy it because it gives them an opportunity to not spend a lot, um, a lot of money and potentially again the gamble um, of getting what they what they ultimately want. But yeah, I think fundamentally it is it's gambling, and if you if you if you think it's anything else, you're lying to yourself. Like it is gambling. Yeah, and also because 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 as well, a lot of the breaks I see now, it's you know it's ter- it's twenty five, thirty, fifty percent of the price of the box. Yeah, you know, it's like oh, do you, if you want the bar, people are like maybe someone's a messy collector, or or he's just hoping to get a messy and and it might be like the boxes you can buy the box for six hundred, and then they say or you could buy a Barcelona the Barcelona slot in this break, uh, for uh two hundred and fifty. Yeah, trying to get the Ansu Fahis, etc. It's not, you know, like, and it's, and like, it's one of those things of go ahead. It's not as like part of the fun. Like the breaker has a good deal there because they're they're making five to six x, and they get to open the box, which is so much fun. And then like obviously from there, I understand how the business model does work because then on their point of view, if they hit a one on one, yeah, if they hit a one on one, that's uh, advertising for themselves. So, but like, I and I understand that's how it's kind of. I think they've rose to the top. They've got the most leverage. Uh, with the with the card companies so they're able to kind of stockpile some uh, stock they have permission i guess um it's not yeah I, it is it's gambling i think anything there's no two ways about it it is gambling um and it is i think if any if any one entity can sit on 40 50 boxes of something that was as you know um held back as this um and be selling it at six to seven x i think yeah there's it's, it's, not, it's, right. it's, it's not sustainable 
and it's also I will say I'm breaking as well and this is kind of a an inter- I think an interesting point are you familiar with this with this theory Enzo that um, uh, poor people poor people I don't know how, how do you say it economically disadvantaged people get ripped off more they have to spend more yeah right because it's very it's this whole theory of it's very 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 expensive to be poor right because let's say i think the example people use is and i'm not i'm not an economist i'm not i don't know anything about this as usual i'm just spouting off because i think this has some uh relationship to what i'm about to say so it's this whole thing of if you're uh if you're poor and you need shoes right you need boots for the winter because it's going to be raining it's going to be cold and you need boots so that you don't freeze going to school right a really really good pair of boots is a hundred dollars right just put in dollars for the global audience (laughs) um and uh if you buy the hundred dollar pair of boots they will last you for five winters right but you don't have a hundred dollars and you because of your low income because of the amount of expenses you have whatever you're never going to have a hundred dollars together to the point where you can actually invest in those boots if you did you would save money because you have it for five years so it only cost you it would only cost you twenty dollars per year for boots right You don't have that. What you do have is you have $30, right? So you go and you buy a $30 pair of boots and they only last you one year and now you have to spend $150 on boots uh, over the next five years, right? Now, you spent more because you couldn't afford to buy the expensive pair of boots, right? So you're being disadvantaged because you're disadvantaged. It's It's a vicious cycle. That's exactly the same as breakers. They are selling you a cheap pair of shoes because they know you'll come back next year and buy another pair exactly what it is right just save up don't spend $200 on this break $200 on this break $200 on this break if you just have a bit of patience if you see what they're doing if you stop giving them your money eventually you will have $600 and you can buy a box at resale but I'll say this you'll have $600 and if everyone did do that then the boxes would be $400 at resale because the breaks aren't selling exactly what I'm saying and this is a point made by I I I Maybe a number of Are you vaguely remembering tweets? Uh, this is, of course, the segment we call vaguely. Jason vaguely remembers tweets. But there's in the whole fallout of, of Topps Chrome, I think it was, I saw it on London Cards, okay. um, where Mitch was talking about how we have to stop giving the resellers our money. We're all complaining about a market that we all support because ultimately it's that whole uh, prisoner's dilemma thing of, okay, guys, nobody buy it at $600. Okay, if we all just wait, we can all get one at four hundred dollars oh but what and then there's the risk of but what if i what if it's all gone what if somebody does buy it what if he buys the six hundred dollars and i won't get it oh i'm gonna buy it first and it's you know so i think breaks i've said all i want to say it breaks when when i talk about the they're selling you a cheap pair of shoes yep no i get it i I, listen i I do understand I'm, i'm imagining some people will dm us and say i love breaks they're really fun they give me a chance to get some cards that i want to get there is a social aspect to it as well, but it is... I get it. I get that. No, I get it. I, I fully get it. So I, I don't want to say we're not totally shitting on it from a point of view. Like, we understand why people get into it, but it is definitely... It gets gambling. Like, we understand why people gamble. I understand why, why people play roulette. Yeah. But I don't suggest it as an investment strategy. Yeah. That's 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 it. Beautiful. Um, on that, do you want to talk about Panini's pricing and Top's pricing of boxes? I think you had a few <laughs> tweets about that. I think that... Like, Panini are releasing their boxes at 600 yeah again i think i think i stole that off somebody on twitter um, <laughs> it was i don't have any original thoughts on this stuff i just add commentary um so uh yeah like panini are their own resellers like you know because tops are coming out with a hundred a hundred dollar box or 150 dollar box whatever it is and they say right here you go 
you can buy this. It's instantly sold out and the resellers get all the money. Panini are saying, why would we give it to you at $100 when you're just going to... It's just resellers. And I think the problem ends up is a lack of, of, of reputable distributors in the market. Yeah. So the reason Panini are saying we're going to just sell it at 600 is because they're, they're not going to... You know, really, 600 is fine or you know, 500 is fine, whatever it is, if it's a proper, like, good product, you know, not like some... Uh, Euro Select stuff, but like some good <laughs> product, that's fine. And and a reseller could buy it at three hundred dollars and price it at six hundred dollars, and okay, fine. But Panini, I think, have made some sort of decision where they're like, well, we're not going to sell it just so that whether it be bots or we know it's mostly not actual bots, but it's it's people who are you know have different agents working or whatever it is. Um, we're not going to let you just take it and sell it at this price. Because what what tops haven't addressed is yeah guys that's great that you have that good pricing, but you haven't taken any steps to mitigate. Panini are doing more to combat the resale market because nobody can buy it for six hundred and sell it for thirty six hundred. And but it, someone yeah. can buy it at one hundred and sell it for six hundred. Yeah no that, I, I agree with that because that's that's another thing like Panini drop it at six hundred, and the sharks don't come in to buy it because they won't be able to resell it at twelve hundred, and then a lot of people can't afford the six hundred. Yeah. And then they drop the 600 down to 400 and then suddenly there's an accessible product. It's not perfect. Yeah. Don't, I mean, we're not patting them on the back. And the, the product they dropped out for 600 was terrible. <laughs> you know, if you put... Yeah, most top, recently, yeah. Tops yeah, yeah. Chrome out for 600, it would change... It would change the game a lot. But obviously, like, you don't want that. You, you, want, you want them to kind of increase the base checklist from 100 to maybe 150. More boxes made. They can increase their price to maybe two, 200 for a box yeah well i think i'd rather see if we're going to see an increase in demand and we're not going to like you know if we're going to see such a steep increase in demand how about mukoku print runs all that stuff like we're going to such a sharp increase in demand i would rather personally i would rather that tops doubled their price Mm. than see the resellers up their prices any further yeah no i get it. It, it it's the resellers would have like Every reseller would have wanted every bit of the Topps Chrome because they're making 500 on a box. That's a big markup. Yeah. If, if they were only looking at a prospect of making 100 on a box, it, it would change. How, but yeah, listen, it's a very fine balance. We can't... Um, I'm sure they're scratching their heads. I'm sure Tops want to make more than 100 on a box like that because they know they can. So there's a lot to be done. But yeah, breaking is gambling. Um, boxes are hard to get. But... This is really, really early stages in in the yeah. hobby, and we are. It's gonna get better, but again, the the demand has to stay, you know, because we are in unprecedented unprecedented times. The COVID lockdowns resulted in bigger demand in the hobby, which is great, um, and so many people have started up like ourselves. You know, we've made content, which is bringing more people into the hobby every day. Um, but it needs to be sustained with people having access to boxes, but then also the box making companies um, need to not, you know, roll out a Topps Chrome that has 10x the amount of boxes the other ones have and then have it sitting on the shelves, you know? There's a fine yeah. balance. But we're in the early I, stages. I'll still say that. Like, you're you're here at the beginnings of this. There oh, will yeah, yeah. there will be you a day... In last week, you're still, you're still in the beginnings. Yeah. If you... If you like, there's going to be a day when we walk into... Tesco, Smiths, wherever you you get your you get your cards, and there's going to be boxes. Now, yeah. in fairness, I think in in the states, Target and Walmart, they're, they're kind of getting to a point where they might remove them from the shops because of everything that's going on. I like, think they just get cleared out. People, are I think camping. somebody said recently, somebody pointed out. I think I said it, and then somebody pointed it. I think I said <laughs> it on a 
I think I said it on John Nellis's uh, Sunday service um, when we were there opening a, a pack of something and um, somebody said that what you find in uh, Target and Walmart are actually the blaster boxes not the full hobby boxes well, yeah. they're only available in uh, hobby Online. shops but yeah no still I know what you mean yeah but like being able to get access to blasters like the likes of like oh it's huge yeah if, if you could get like Chronicles packs in, in this side of the world people would love it It'd be great yeah, crack for sure. like buy a few premier league ones you might get greenwood would be great but then obviously to do that it would be diluting the greenwoods because it'd have to be more made so it, there's a fine balance of demand supply everything the whole ship works because the supply is lower than the demand yes so it's a scarcity yeah yeah scarcity is, is is the model so it is it's gonna be frustrating for a long time but it is what it is my friends um okay we have i'm gonna do these ones fast so we had one person hit us up jason and say not a question but when are you going to put respect on the london derby the north london derby and then he said he's an arsenal fan he said we're only six to seven players away uh yeah no I'm, i love the north london derby uh absolutely i did i mean like some of the, like it's it's i'm trying to think uh i'm trying to think games i've watched over the last few years no, it's because it's because this came from you missing this weekend's game because you were with your girlfriend that's where yes. This, so we browsed over it, yeah. Um, I, I, I actually, I, I do love it. It's one of my favorite fixtures. I think, like when I look at the the derbies in 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 the UK, um, the Manchester derby. Uh, I don't, I don't think the current crop of Manchester players on either side are that interested. That's actually this weekend, isn't it? <laughs> it actually is. Yeah, we'll see if they're interested yeah. this weekend, Jason. We'll see if they're interested. So is the Madrid derby. Oh, people would have seen. Um, yeah, people. By the time they listen to this. The match oh, they know all the results. I'm, I'm expecting Ole Gunnar Solskjaer's men to pull out a win just because every time he's almost fired, he does that in a big game. Yeah. I hope it doesn't uh, happen. I want him gone. He's not a manager. Yeah, he'll beat the hashtag ball fraud. And um, the uh, I'm trying to think what other derbies exist in in uh, English football. Um, I mean, United against Liverpool, kind of a derby. United against Liverpool, uh, Merseyside derby. Um Chelsea and Spurs are good good rivalry. I like them uh, ones, in fairness. I do like yeah, those. Yeah, they're good. Rivalries. And then obviously in Scotland you have the old firm, um, which uh, Rangers are doing very well this week. Well, let's not talk about that. And uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I love the Northern Derby. I just think Mikel Arteta is a bit, I don't know. I think if he, I think if he was, I, I think if he, if his hairline was receding, he'd be sacked two months ago. Ems, <laughs> um, Kieran hit us up. That was Mark, by the way, on on Twitter. Uh, Kieran hit us up and said, "Oh, by the way, Mark, as well. Sorry. What have Arsenal done to Thomas Partey? Right? <laughs> he has been a professional for years and years. I I can't remember him being out with an injury. I can't remember being out with an injury. Maybe once in in, in all his years at Atletico. Once, twice, um, and that's you know running the most of anybody on the pitch, passing the most of anybody on the pitch, uh, playing." in the Champions League, playing in, in La Liga, playing in the Copa del Rey, playing at right-back, playing at uh, centre midfield, playing everywhere he was asked to, um, against the best teams in the world, by the way, and not playing against Mickey Mouse teams, like he's playing with, for Arsenal, and um, not not being injured, he goes to Arsenal a couple of weeks, and he, I think it's I think it's psychosomatic, I think, his, I think his, his nervous system is taking all the anxiety and stress that comes with being part of Arsenal, and, and putting it into his hamstrings. I think that the Arsenal medical staff are not up to scratch. I mean, they, they don't seem to be, do they? No, 
there's so so many Arsenal players are injury struck and I think it comes down to like professionalism what the fuck they're doing because they're doing something I think they're doing something it's been too many years of players being on stretchers with for them it's just, I mean if, um, fucking Martinelli has just came back from an injury like the, he's 19 yeah uh, what was he should, be, he should be made of he should be made of rubber that fella yeah I think was, was I don't think his was a hamstring was it I think no knee, it was knee was it something like that could have been like a meniscus problem yeah but like even so I'm just seeing Arsenal players for the last decade have just been injured most of the time yeah but even look at the last few weeks like you had David Luiz uh, suffered a concussion right and, and let's bear in mind there's, there's a huge body of research coming out now that, that, that football has a problem with concussion has a problem with dementia especially um, so many of, of, of the retired um, uh, football players and, and elderly football players now are, are, are getting uh, dementia are dying of dementia and that's directly related to their, their playing careers so David Luiz clearly had a concussion is sent back on um, by Arteta Thomas Partey gets injured and then is pushed by Arteta to make a, a full length uh, sprint aggravating the injury I think I think Mikel Arteta is under pressure has bitten off more than he can chew right and these uh, you know this whole thing of like no compromises no you know there's there's what what does he say certain expectations certain standards I can't think of the phrase he uses non-negotiables you know non-negotiables uh, you can't have a non-negotiable with a player's health you know mm. player's well-being uh, so yeah I think I think something's amiss at Arsenal yeah, I think Arteta is missing um, Pep Guardiola's Barcelona doctor with his needles. The player's gone to Barcelona for treatment. Oi, oi. Say no more, Pep. Um, Kieran asked us on Twitter as well, Gabriel Magalhães. How do you pronounce that? Yeah, season? I think it's... Is it is it Magalhães? Let's just call him Gabriel. Gabriel, he, Gabriel he, everyone calls him Gabriel. Want, yeah, Gabriel, what, what do we think of his prospects? Well, he's been Arsenal's best player this season alongside Thomas Partey. Um, they... Loved him at Lille. They they said at Lille he was, he was an absolute uh, tower of a man, a, a brilliant leader. He was dragging Lille around the pitch, um, at a very very young age. He, he looked like, according to people, he, he looked like, um, you know, Thiago Silva or Sergio Ramos or somebody like that. Like he was an absolute commander there, a captain at the back of the pitch. It wasn't wasn't literally a captain, but was leading. And I think it was a Lille team with with Jose Font as well, like who's obviously experienced, um, centre back and Euro winning. Uh, centre back with, with Port- Portugal, so I think G- Gabriel is is a very good centre half. Um, and again, I I, I worry about my Arsenal because I I wouldn't give me give me dog to uh to the Arsenal medical staff to look after. But <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. But I'd say for cards, I wouldn't be investing in in a centre back that isn't you know like if you're going to invest in centre backs, start going for the goats because they're underpriced. If you think centre backs will eventually get love, yeah. I mean, like I I don't think. You, whatever about going for like a Sergio Ramos going for in terms of current players going for uh, Sergio Ramos going for a Virgil van Dijk um, but like beyond the two of them centre halves at the moment that you can see having big card prices I mean somebody asked about about uh, Perishures a couple of weeks ago my ex centre half and again like brilliant but like how are Mateus Delict's prices you know yeah. uh, how are uh, Thiago Silva's prices Fabio Cannavaro Ballon d'Or winner yeah. so Alessandro yeah. Nesta be careful don't put too much money into centre-backs and if you do they should be goats you know which actually comes into or or serial winners yeah actually I'll, I'll get to this we have two questions left right so Josh hit us up on Twitter and said how do we view Harry Kane long term so when his playing career is over 
will he be looked back on as one of the the Premier League goats? Yeah, well, I mean, he could be. I think somebody did a calculation recently, and he's gonna. So if he keeps scoring his current rate, he's gonna surpass Alan Shearer's uh, goal scoring record sometime in the next four or five years, something like that. Um, so I think Harry Kane is obviously a phenomenal player, uh, an amazing goal scorer, an amazing uh, linker of play. Um, I think he's, he's he's certainly one of the best centre forwards I've ever seen. Um, it was a weird one when he popped. Maybe up, even one of the best number tens I've ever seen. It was weird when he popped up. Like when he first popped up, it was almost like banter or some shit. I think Roberto Soldado had the striker position, and then he came in because Soldado bottled it. I think that's who it was. Um, and it was weird. Like any time he scored, it was like, oh, he scored, and it was kind of like, well, fair play, but he's not going to score next week. And then it just he just kept. It got to a point. It was, like a, bit, it, it was a bit of a Dominic Calvert Lewin in that way. Yeah, kind of. It was. It was like he wasn't. It took a while before people were like, "Oh, he's very good." I think yeah. he started a bit late. Did he maybe start at twenty? Well, he did. He was something. out on loan. He was out on loan on. Uh, I think he was at. He was at Norwich. He was at Leicester. Um, maybe was he at Late Orient as well? Was it Late Orient? Yeah, I honestly don't know. Like but he that. did have a few few clubs, and he worked before. his way back into the back. You know, every we we spoke to um, on our other show. We spoke to Andrea Novakovic. Uh, the US men's national team and Frosinone striker and he was talking about his experience in England when he was at the Reading Academy where you're coming back in the summer and you don't know until maybe you know you start the season and then you get told you're going back out on loan and you're going back you know you come back and you're going back out on loan and you think about doing that at a cl- club like Sp- uh, Spurs where you're going to have a you know quite a high level not a trophy winning level but certainly a high level and uh, you have all these people in and around you like Roberto Soldado and so the mental strength and the mental fortitude to come back every season at Spurs and eventually establish yourself and eventually be the captain and then Jose Mourinho comes in and everyone says oh you're not going to score you're not going to do this and I mean I'm sure people have seen that clip from the All or Nothing uh, documentary from last season where Jose describes what he has as a he says he says Harry I have a universal dimension which I think he means is like I'm bigger than Jesus like you know I'm a huge <laughs> brand and I, he's like I want to give you that I want to you know make you the biggest one of the biggest players in the world so I think if Harry Kane delivers the league things change rapidly you know because now he's no longer and I say this but absolutely no I know I know Alan Shearer won the league with Blackburn but I mean he's no longer who's a better example Alan Shearer because he did win the league um oh oh Matt Letizier yeah he's not Matt Letizier well Matt Letizier was so talented though no, but I mean, he was he was talented, but who who beyond people that have watched Premier League years or watched them originally? Yeah. I'm assuming Matt Letizia never won. He, st- he stayed at Southampton his whole career, didn't he? He stayed at Southampton, yeah. Okay. Like, you're no longer then, uh, you're no longer Matt Letizia. You have to win trophies. you are Alan Shearer. But yeah, put your, put, your, put your medals on the table, I think is the uh, the phrase. So, listen, you're no longer the Spurs player, you know, because it's, it's Spurs. It's just Spurs, you know. They yeah. have to win the league. Lads, it's Tottenham, that kind of thing. Yeah. So, you yeah, know, I think he could be, especially, listen, he has a golden boot in the World Cup. Yeah, he got it by scoring against Panama and Tunisia, but it'll stay by him. Uh, will he do it again? Who knows if they get Panama again? And he's fantastic. Like, I, I don't want to... This is one of those things where I say, like, oh, you know, win some trophies and then talk to me. Harry Kane clearly would be starting for any team in the world like the fact that he stayed at Spurs clearly wants to win with Spurs clearly happy with Spurs and you know he's, they have quite a tight salary structure and they've made certain allowances for him in appearance uh, bonuses and goal bonuses 
Um, but ultimately, that's not anything like what he could be earning or what he could have earned at you know Man United or Real Madrid or somewhere like that. And um, where he, there was talk of him going, like he could be if he wanted to. I think if he wanted to by now, Harry Kane could have won the Premier League and maybe won the Champions League as well. Yeah, but he but he didn't, and, and that says something. Yeah, and I think uh, this season as well, you have to put it in, like Mourinho has them, I think, top of the league. They're top of the league now. But he has them playing brilliantly, him and Hyungman Son. So honestly, this could be like an error, like if the next year or two, Tottenham kind of continue to progress, where people are, you know, talking about the Hyungman Son and Harry Kane as a big, huge Premier League duo. They're right. They're, they're, they're moving in from that. It's it's that kind of shift from from prolific to iconic. Do you yeah. know? Premier that's, League That's icons, the big legend. shift. Yeah. Yeah. And if they, if they win the league, then that's what they they will be certified as, no matter what you know. No matter two, what, look at Jamie Vardy. God bless Jamie like, Vardy. You know Jamie Vardy. That's different um, as well, though, of course. No, but I mean, obviously he wins the league with the uh, with Leicester, and he scores loads of goals. But like, if Jamie Vardy had no, if Leicester hadn't won the league, if Spurs had won the league that season, then Jamie Vardy, you know, whatever would be Callum Wilson. Did Arsenal come second that year? Or Spurs? No, maybe it was Spurs. No, Spurs came second. Okay, sorry. Do you remember because um, there was the, the, the game at Stamford Bridge where it oh, got yeah. very rowdy, the Battle of Stamford Bridge. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. They Shoot. stopped Spurs winning the league and then Leicester won it. Yeah, Hazard scored. Ah, what a good, what a game. Okay, our last question of the day, Jason. I was actually... Okay. Did you see that Birmingham are removing their youth academy? I think it is. Yes. They defunded it. Jude Bellingham was not happy, but... I think the reason they did all that they sold like when they sold you Bellingham the money like was saving the club from absolute administration so I can understand that their financial worries are probably still a bit bad but kind of sad but anyway I don't want to I, I think it also must be very hard like for I know obviously Joe Bellingham they just had a great example of it but like it must be very hard not just for um, not just for English clubs but for clubs all over the world um, to try and develop players now when the likes of for, it's okay let's keep it in England the likes of Man City the likes of Chelsea um, and especially now as well, I know we talked about this on the show last time as well, but especially now with Brexit, I don't know if you saw this, Enzo, there's going to be a, a, a limit, a really strict, strict limit on how many um, British clubs won't be able to sign anybody under 18 from abroad. Yeah. So no more no, Chess Fabregas. Yeah, and it, it's also going to be, it's vice versa, so there's going to be no more Jaden Sancho's going to Dortmund at 16, yeah. 17. And so it's gonna have so many. We need to talk about that. It's gonna have so many huge connotations on on cards and then on the sport, which will subsequently have an issue with cards as well. Yeah. So like, if you look at like now, all those youngsters from all over uh, the world, all over Europe, even that Man City get, that Chelsea get, that Man United get, and um, that Arsenal get. That's you know all these kids. Uh, from, like look at you know Troy Parrott. Uh, the uh, uh, you know he's on loan at Millwall now, but he's in the Spurs academy. Came to Spurs academy. He's Irish, and. Uh, like he wouldn't have been able to go to Spurs, you know. So um, I, I think it's really interesting. Like, so if you're if you're Birmingham, is it worth running the youth academy? Because now your hope. I mean, if you're Birmingham, right? I, I I don't know if this is the thinking, but this is how I would think about it. You can develop English talent like Jude Bellingham because let's face it, the Premier League clubs are all not just shopping in England, but they're shopping all over all over the world, all over Europe, even right. So, um. You can afford, okay, this fella Bellingham, he's ours. You know, there's there's other foreigners at, at the big clubs, the super clubs. But now, you only have, if you're in the UK, you only have UK kids to, to develop. 
So if you're Birmingham, it's like, oh, what's the point? Like, I don't get you. Do you know what I mean? Because because you, you can't any of your youngsters. Yeah. Are going to are going to be picked up by better clubs in England. Because English youngsters will no longer be able to sail under the radar. Yeah, because there, there's more attention on them. Because there's no Spanish youngsters, Italian youngsters, German youngsters, yeah. Dutch youngsters. It's going to be really interesting. It's like Brexit is so fucking annoying for so many different reasons. But it is going to be interesting to see it pan out. There's going to be opportunities um, in football. and Because like, I think you're able to sign South Americans still. So the... Um, the likes obviously it's still hard to get your um, visas and shit like that but there's going to be a lot more of an influx of UK teams buying Brazilians Argentinians uh, Chileans etc Mexicans maybe Americans you know there's going to be a bigger influx of that going going on so like maybe you want to go pick up some Panini uh, Brasileiro whatever you know the Brazilian versions of it and and the Argentinian there's it's going to be it's going to completely change the landscape unless there's like something else something done about it but it is interesting Jason I'm going to bring you to the last question oh can i just say as well i saw i think for people i think this is in ireland as well as uh britain uh the channel free sports which i think is on freeview and serview um is now showing the uh brazilian Serie A. so if you want to watch some of the brazilian championship you want to see brenner uh, <laughs> you want to see what uh what gabagol is up to these days i didn't um, know that go, jason thanks yeah there you go cheers bro um okay the last question of the day jason all right. From Itamar on, I believe, Instagram. He okay. said, basically, he said, yo, what's up? Love the show. He said, I think, I don't know, I'm putting this in his mouth. I think I remember him saying, <laughs> I'm going to know, I'm going to read his exact exact one. Because I do okay. remember, a lot of people have sent us love, but I'm pretty sure he has too. And I'm pretty sure, yes. Oh, he did. He did. First off, great job. Love the podcast. You guys have great chemistry and it's helpful and fun to listen to at the same time, which is a pleasure. Isn't that nice? Well, that's That's actually, that's very nice. Would like to know your thoughts on the Tiki Taka Barca. It was one of the most popular teams in history and I bought a lot. And I bought a lot into Iniesta, Xavi, Puyol and other rookie cards. They do rise, but I feel they are underpriced as fuck. What are your thoughts? Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah, one of the greatest uh, sides of all time. Um, I think people would, would, would agree. Uh, Pep Guardiola's um, Barca. And... Uh, I think part of it is because of what happened post Pep Guardiola, um, you know, like that. We're in that zone now between all of those players retiring. It's like, it's like how clothes from thirty years ago are vintage, but clothes from five years ago are just old clothes. It's <laughs> like you know what I mean. It's like it's, they're not quite far enough in the distance to be romanticized, but they're and they're still I too think, close. Can I cut in? Yeah, I think it's too hard to romanticize. PK and Busquets when they're still struggling in the team way past yeah. it it's like you know Iniesta's in Japan and when he's in Qatar at the moment in the in the AFC uh, Champions League bubble uh, but he's playing for Vissel Kobe uh, PK's still limping home to Shakira every evening uh, you know Busquets is, is sitting there beside Frankie De Jong everyone's saying De Jong's the best thing since sliced bread you know meanwhile Busquets is breaking a lot busting along just to cover for him Um. <laughs> and then you have Xavi in Qatar, you know, enabling various human rights abuses. And uh, Puyol on a beach somewhere saying, I'm not coming anywhere near Barca until that crowd are all gone. So, And a Messi it, just looking really sad. Oh, and Messi's so sad. You know, it is a case of, I think, that whole era, not just that, like, go 10 years back as well. That whole era of football that we grew up on, you know, if you're yeah. 24, 25, 26, 27, 
22 that we grew up on it just as you said jason that was a very good example like it's just not far enough in the distance yet but in 10 years 20 years we're going to look back and we'll be thinking of thierry Henry. we'll be thinking of xavi we'll be thinking of puyol that's that's just the way it is it's, yeah, it's, like, it's still just... playing god bless ramos for still being at the fucking pinnacle yeah still at his peak um i yeah like absolutely that kind of thing of of uh this that spain team that whole era around 2010 yeah, like not, you know yeah not just the tiki taka barca the spanish team the that tiki taka Sp- spain team yeah yeah i mean like i i one of the things that that seemed obvious to me at the time as a child well yeah as a child was i i don't know yeah i was um <laughs> is like how like uh, del bosque was able to just take what was going on and be like yeah that just works in the national team as well um and <laughs> like i know the, the real madrid players that were there and and other teams that were there as well um just kind of slotted in and, and, and got on board and started doing it but like, yeah i think it is a thing of they're not quite nostalgic yet like because they're still hanging around they're still playing and it is that kind of thing of like the old guys where it's like all right lads come on like you know yeah there was a thing for me like the 2006 world cup when italy won it i have all of those players as absolute immortalized kings but um when they all rolled out to South Africa in 2010 and the manager had kept the same players yeah. and they came, I think, bottom of the group, it was just, you were just looking at, you know, De Rossi, you were looking at Cannavaro, you were going, what are you, what are you doing here? Yeah, and it sours it a little bit. Yeah, so I think, I think there is, I mean, that is happening a little bit with the Spanish players, mm-hmm. um, the likes of, P- P- uh, sorry, Pique and Sergio Busquets and even like, just seeing Messi at Barcelona and not, not just killing shit. We, like, obviously he's still fantastically amazing, but I mean, like, the team is kind of terrible around him and it's just bad. Yeah. It's been bad. But yeah, I do think picking up them rookies now is going to pay very nice dividends in five years, ten years. I mean, because anybody even like that doesn't, you know, the, the, like if you if you watch the film, take the ball, pass the ball, you know, anyone who sees that film, for instance, or, or reads the book by Graham Hunter, um, will instantly be like, oh yeah, that team, yeah, yeah, yeah. like you know, and and it is that thing of like some there's this whole argument. Some people were looking at Modric because Modric had a fantastic game against Borussia Mönchengladbach, ran the whole game during the week got Real Madrid and that that whole Real Madrid uh, spine of Casemiro, Modric, um, uh, Kroos, Ramos, Benzema were all fantastic and people were saying, you know, Modric comparing him to Iniesta and saying, wow, he's amazing. You know, he's 35, Iniesta's 35 or around that age. You know, Iniesta's in Japan and so on and so forth. And it's like, that's because they're still all around to compare. Yeah. You know, it's, 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 it's a, what do they call it? A, a recency bias, you know? He's he's better than him because I've seen him most recently. <laughs> I do think. Listen, I, right now I've just had the thought of like having the rookie card of the starting eleven, like the, the strongest eleven of that Barcelona team or of that Spain team, would be really yeah. fucking cool. Really cool. Yeah, amazing. Yeah, even like Iker Casillas um, in goal. Like you don't even mention him anymore, really, but an icon. Yeah, I mean, I remember like, like even the Barcelona team, like Victor Valdez. Like <laughs> when I was a like child, like I like knew not I don't mean I knew who Victor Valdez was, like but like he was a, like a towering figure. Do you know what I mean? Victor and now Valdez. you wouldn't even really think of him. You know, not at all. But yeah, I mean listen, even the likes of Davavia doesn't get uh, respect now. The the Span Fernando Torres. I know he I'm talking about the Spain team here. Yeah. Um Pedro even. No one ever Pedro. looks for a Pedro rookie, but he's quality. Um I yeah, just Pedro. that the Xavi, the Iniesta, like, there's so many world-class players, um, and that's the thing, like, I think, yeah, give it 10 years, like, Rain Rooney doesn't get love in, in the hobby, and Man United fans are everywhere, and he's their top scorer, and he's an icon unto yeah. itself, but it is what it is, like, I think, I think, yeah, right now, people are nostalgic about older players, but I think that this whole era is under the radar right now, 
even even the likes of like Ronaldo um Brazilian Ronaldo like um someone actually asked us a few weeks ago to talk about um ah oh that's embarrassing because he literally said no one talks about this guy but he was great uh, Portuguese Jason I need your help here Portuguese Rui Rui Costa Rui Costa Rui Costa no, yeah, yeah everyone yeah. talks about Luis Figo no one gives Rui Costa any love yeah I forgot well, no one really to, remembers that 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 Portuguese team that Ronaldo came into in 2004 like yeah. when Ronaldo came into that team he was playing with a bunch of uh, you know guys that are at the top of their game like Figo like Rui Costa um, and no one really even I like don't really have a good memory of that because I'm not the right age yeah yeah but that's what you I know. think that I don't know I think I think we are gonna approaching a point where we're gonna start getting real respect and real love on players like that I don't even think the likes of Henri gets much love in the hobby I think as well I, I think it's because of the focus of the hobby at the moment where like so many people are coming into the hobby as a financial opportunity you know yeah like and so like you're looking going, and like a oh, quick one yeah a quick one like you know so you're looking going oh, yeah, I'm gonna buy that Erling Haaland and flip um, him and flip him or I'm gonna buy him when he moves to Real Madrid when he moves to Manchester United I'm gonna flip him right um, but if you sat down and asked yourself like like for me like do I do I give a shit really about Erling Haaland not particularly <gasps> if you said Jason do you want no I mean just I'm joking no I actually just mean that as I said it yeah so like <laughs> so like if you were like Jason you want this Erling Haaland rookie Jason you want this Fernando Torres rookie or not even a rookie just Jason you want this okay let's think of an auto Jason you want this Fernando Torres auto or do you want this uh, Haaland auto I want, I want the Torres auto obviously <laughs> do you know yeah makes and sense. if I'm in collector mode I'm, buying, I'm getting the Torres auto if I'm in investor mode I'm getting the Haaland auto and the thing is at the moment we're in an investor f- or a flip facing market or an investment facing market which is almost built uh, on the premise that there's all these investors there's all these collectors out there that want these cards but it's almost like there's a false bottom to it you know because if we actually all say well who do you want who do you want i want rooney i want Henri. you know uh ronaldinho i want ronaldinho you know yeah caca yeah no 100 percent. It, it's it's high risk high reward but like realistically in, in that situation jason i'd buy the halland rookie flip it and then buy the torres rookie and have a lot of money no i know yeah but I no but that's mean, what i'm saying but it is that like everything Everyone is hoping that the rookies we see now are the Messi's and Ronaldo's. Like that's the premise of it all. Like if any, like you cannot buy every single rookie right now. Wait five years and you'll be in a good spot. You won't. Like most of them won't work out. Yeah. It's high risk, high reward, and you need to understand that. But it is kind of similar to breaking. Like it's gambling, and it, that's why it's kind of more fun. You get to tune into the Champions League and see Haaland score and be like, yes. But yeah. the reality is, you know what Iniesta has done. You know what Torres has done. You know what Henri has done. What Villa has done. You know y'all you know what they've done it's cemented so it's less risk but it will take longer to go so if you're really here as like a long-term investment cleaning up those rookies is, is a good a good decision yeah and i think as well we're in it we're in a period of of time not just in the hobby but in football like this is not just the hobby that are looking for the next big thing this is football because we're coming out of the period of of messi and ronaldo dominance and there's a power vacuum and people you know what is it nature abhors a vacuum like you know it's it's that thing of oh no like who's the next we need to find the next person because we can't you know we're used to this narrative and we don't have like if they if they go then what do we talk about mm. he's good isn't he yeah he's good as well yeah yeah he's very yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah it is going to be sad when they retire geez whereas when it's like ronaldo's good is he's like yeah but he's not messy ha <laughs> and it's like oh, what the fuck did you just say and then you know murder it's fun right that's us that's us 
that concludes Postcards United for episode 20. I feel like we've been recording for hours. Yeah, maybe we, we talked for like an hour and a half prior to recording. Like, idiots, what are we, friends? No, come on. I have my close family and friends. And then there's you. All right, so uh, we're back on Thursday with episode 21, um, Blackjack of uh, Soccer Cards United you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Soccer Cards United you can review the podcast on Apple Podcasts that really helps us a lot um, not get not meaning like it doesn't help us get up the ratings or anything or help us in searches it just uh, helps us psychologically so I do, I do appreciate <laughs> anybody these reviews there and uh, yeah don't forget you can always send any of your Postcards United questions uh, to our direct messages or to our email soccercardsunited at gmail.com uh, you don't just have to send them when Enzo asks for them you can send them whenever and uh, maybe we'll get to them uh, so thanks very much to anyone who asked questions we couldn't do the show without you thanks very much to everyone who listens we could do the show without you uh, but there wouldn't be any point Enzo uh, have a lovely weekend same to you Jason I will see you some other time yeah I actually have a package at home waiting on me and I'm very fucking excited get home get that package I'll post it on Instagram maybe we'll see depends what it is maybe depends what it is okay bye everybody bye bye